Yeah, we set up a splash pad for Timmy Ooh, that he an at home splash pad at home splash pad that he did not want to play with. Oh, so, that <laughs> seems like par for the course for most of the toys that I get for our children. Yep, I get it. Yep. All right, and we've done it before, and he like was like running and jumping in it and having the greatest time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this will be great. We'll yeah. do it again. Yeah, and he does not have Nothing. any interest at all mm-hmm. in being in that splash pad. <laughs> so. That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I understand how God feels, you know, right. giving the Israelites so many things and they're just ungrateful. I gave you manna. I gave you a splash pad. <laughs> yeah, that's not it's right. really hot out here and I'm sitting here not right. getting in the splash pad and you don't want to do it either. So. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And not Elise McCarter. Oh, no. She's on vacation. Yeah. She's in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, she saw a bear. Uh, did you know that? I did. I saw her video. Like she not like, just saw a bear, is like a hanging out one. with a bear. A big, big bear. I couldn't yeah. tell from the video. Was she outside with this bear? I I know. Why it are you seems filming like this? She should be inside a building, or the bear should be inside a building. Like one of the one of the two. Yes, <laughs> there should be more barriers between them than there were. Absolutely, that was a big boy too. It I mean, was. It was uh, definitely a bear. I mean, it was no Hank the Tank bear, but it was sure, certainly sure. it was certainly a big bear. Yeah. yeah, it was a bigger bear than I would want to see up close. For sure. Which is really any size bear. I don't know of a bear that I'd want to see up close. I like a little bear. Even then. That means mama bear. What bears. about like a koala bear? Okay. But koala bears aren't technically bears. They're marsupials. Well, what about a panda bear? Mm, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> we'll go through all the bears. Right. A black bear. Nope. Brown bear. Nope. Polar bear. <laughs> Still no. Sun bear. Mm, nope. <laughs> okay. Do you know that uh, Baloo from the Jungle Book is technically a sun bear? I did not know that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. There's your Disney fact for the day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, me and Pastor David. Just like old times. Just, yeah. Just Well, it was never old, old times because it was Katie. Well, middle we, times. Yeah. Just like the middle times. Middle times. There it is. Yeah. I think we've already made that joke. So that's in the middle ages of the podcast. Yes, yeah, we did yes. that. Yeah. When we got our Ferrari and dyed our hair. Yep. I was going to say when we all got the plague <laughs> and we're burning witches. Sure. <laughs> Different understandings of middle age, whatever you want to do. <laughs> what do we uh, got today, Pat? I got some news for us. Oh, excellent. Uh, let me ask you, do you like art museums? Sure. Wow. I mean, I don't like, yeah. I don't like base my travel off of an art museum, but if I'm around, I'll go to an art museum, sure. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Yeah, <laughs> for not, me. not even a little bit? No. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I In um, Seinfeld, yeah. Um, George Costanza says, mm-hmm. like, I don't get art. I have to have somebody explain it to me and then somebody explain the explanation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of like the same way. I just, yeah. um, what am I looking at here? Is this a picture? Some people <laughs> painted it. It's fine. Now, science or history, I'm in. Give me a dino model. I want to look at it. Yeah, I'll yeah. be super invested. Sure. Paintings, I don't care. I just little. I just don't mean anything. That's fair. Yeah. I like it's certain types of art. Like art, where I look at, it, I'm gonna be like, yeah, there's no way that I could do that. That's like that's art that I'm impressed by. It's like I want to, you know, admire other people's talent, right? Like I could yeah. not accomplish that. It's worthwhile. But one time I went to, I think it was San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, yeah. and there was a painting on the wall that was called White Square on White Canvas, and it was a white square on a on the wall. I was like, okay, I could have done that. This is yeah. this is not art. <laughs> If I, as a uh, untrained professional, could have had this piece, then that's it. All right. Uh, well, what do you got for us? Maybe this might make an art museum a little more interesting for all okay. of us. Okay. All right. A man dressed as an old woman throws cake at the Mona Lisa painting. A man dressed as an old woman throws a cake at the Mona Lisa. Okay. 
All right. What did Mona Lisa do to him? That's a good question. I mean, I've got no problems with uh, with Mona Lisa. Sure. I mean, I have heard it's surprisingly unimpressive. Like it's way smaller than people think it's going to be. And that's yeah. what I've heard. I've heard like it's in like a room. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tiny, and there's like a hundred people in that right. room yeah, yeah. that you're trying to see through to get a glimpse of her. Like I've seen a picture. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like I don't need any more than that. That's it. Yep. Yeah, a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Adding the wheelchair. Okay. Yeah, I like this. I probably like, gave him priority access. To probably like. Yeah, we've got. Oh yeah, this is a woman in a wheelchair. Send her up front. Yeah. Where she's eating cake. <laughs> As you do when you go to the Louvre. <laughs> you know, if our museums had cake, a little cake stand, I'd be more interested. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. A little cake action. Okay. And if there were someone to push me around in a chair while I ate the cake, <laughs> <Yeah>. even better. <laughs> I'm on board with this. This is, seems, yeah. This is we got. And if I get to throw the cake at pieces of art I don't really <laughs> like, now we're talking. Man, this is our museums now. This is a. I think we could. I we could start. This is an investment yeah. opportunity. We could start this. We could build an art museum uh-huh. and put all the art behind like protective plexiglass or whatever, and just let people throw cake at whichever pieces they didn't like, yeah. and then we'd clean off the plexiglass. Yeah, there's a back. guy there with a the squeegee. Yeah, who just yeah, yeah. kind of like wipes it all off. Well, yeah. or like you'd let it go like for the day. And then everybody could see, like, ooh, which were the pieces that everybody liked or didn't like today? And then you yeah. clean it off and you come back. It'd be like a little social experiment. I, but, yeah, I'm going to be honest. If something already has cake thrown at it, I'm throwing at something else. You don't want to, th- you don't want to like, look at it and say, like, oh, I didn't like that either and also throw cake at it? No, I'm, I want to be the first cake. If I'm, okay. if I'm, if I'm throwing right. cake at something. Well, you're throwing off the experiment. So <laughs> you're <laughs> that's not, fine. That's fine. You're I, not allowed in our Maybe that's part group. of the experiment. Do people want to be the first ooh, cake? there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So as he was let off uh, by... Okay, first off, Mona Lisa, not damaged. That was protected oh, glass okay. in front of it. So okay. that, that, Sigh of relief. That took the cake. See, they already thought of the uh, yeah. cake possibility. They she, were the so she, part of them. <laughs> good work, Louvre. So she's good. She's good. Uh, he said, to think of the earth. I'm not really quite sure how these as, two things As connect. he threw the cake at the Mona Lisa, he said, think of the earth? Yeah. In French or in English? Um, I, I have no idea. It'd be great if this was like just some crazy American who went all the way to the Louvre to throw cake at the Mona Lisa and yell, think of the earth. <laughs> that sounds like something an American would do. <laughs> yeah, he's 36. Um, he was sent to the, uh, the psychiatric unit. Yeah, I think, um, according to him, this is what he says. Uh, there are people who are destroying the earth. Think about sure. it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nothing that he said is inherently wrong. <laughs> There are artists who say that, and I think we should. I just don't understand. <laughs> Maybe the, the wrong is the, the, that's why I did this. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that this is really, I'm not, look, I'll be honest. Look, if there's some, like, uh, guy out there polluting and everything, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. People are throwing cake at the Mona Lisa? Let's shut this plant that's down. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Going green. <laughs> yeah. Get those not, solar panels up yesterday. Not, I heard there's cake. I'm not sure. That's the, oh, we got to end coal. That's you right. know, like that's, Game over. That's the call to action. The cake on the Mona Lisa. That's what we've been waiting for. Yep, that yeah. was it. That was the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do have a fun fact here. All right. Uh, so the glass and the painting was installed in the 50s after somebody threw acid at the Mona Lisa. Ooh. So the Mona Lisa's taking some hits. Yeah, that sounds worse. Acid uh, yeah, sounds way if worse. If somebody's going to throw something at me, throw cake. Yeah. Like if you're seeing me and you're like, I got two things, acid or cake, yeah. I welcome the cake. Mm-hmm. Toss it over. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when uh, President George W. Bush got a th- shoe thrown at him? Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I also would have preferred a cake to a shoe, just to be clear. Like if there's a, a he cult- dodged it like a pro too. He did. He's ready for it. I'm really impressed. Right? Uh, but if there's a culture out there that wants to throw things at me for not or not agreeing with my political stances on things, yeah. please let it be cake. I think this may be something we need to incorporate into presidential elections as we transition. Throwing here. cake at people? No, throw a shoe. Throw if a shoe. you can dodge it, I think you're you're in. If you cannot, you're out. Like I'm not sure how many of our recent former presidents could have dodged that shoe i mean it was impressive but barack could have dodged the shoe i imagine well, i bet barack could have you're right i don't think uh trump or biden could have, that's so. yeah mm-hmm. seems less likely yeah. i think they're getting it with that shoe pretty pretty squarely on. Yeah, yeah they're gonna get smacked in the face yeah i say about my statement <laughs> all right. fair enough all right <laughs> so let's move on all right uh our friends are relevant have an yeah. article this is an old one we Old talked about goody. we talked about this months like the Beach Boys a couple months Always ago. Classic. And we're like, should we talk about this? And we never came up. And now it's time. Now yeah. it's time to bring it back. It's time because there's nothing else to because talk we about could this not, week. because we were like all the other things we could talk about are things we don't really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. For now, they'll come for now, back for now. Yeah. They all have a place. Oh, uh, so this is way back when in April fifth. Ooh, so two months ago of this year. Yeah, uh, three times Jesus used sarcasm to make a point. Oh, I like that. Me too. Can I tell you a funny sarcasm story real fast? Sure. So when I was in high school, there was a teacher. I think it was my uh, biology teacher. I don't remember for sure, but he used to uh, read funny stories to us. And one of them was a story from the USA Today about every year they would have this contest where you could submit a new word where you took an existing word and either added, subtracted, or changed one letter to that word and then gave it a new definition. Okay. And so the winner in this particular year was somebody who added an H to sarcasm. So it was C-H-A-S-M. And it was sarcasm. And it was the space between you and the people who don't get it. Okay. And I really like that one. Yeah. Sarcasm. That, uh, anyway. <laughs> or it creates a chasm between you and them. Right. That's the, yeah, that was the point. Yeah. But maybe in their like, hurt. In their hurt? Yeah. Because they're hurt that you're using sarcasm against That's them. fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the definition was the funny part. No, 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 yeah, fine. Yeah, All fine. right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it was funnier in my head. So let me ask you this. Yeah. We kind of talked about this beforehand. Do you think mm-hmm. God is funny? Yes. Okay. Why do you think that? Platypus. <laughs> All right. The platypus <laughs> is proof that God is funny. Yeah. Look, It's a ridiculous looking animal. There, yeah. There's other ridiculous looking animals. Yeah. But, but the platypus is my favorite. Ridiculous. Also, platypus. Platypi? Platypi? Oh, sure. The multiple of platypus. <laughs> sure. They're much smaller than you think. Yeah, they're, they're like they're little. Yeah, yeah, tiny little guys. But I, you know, I okay, joke or not joking aside, <laughs> platypus aside. Uh, yeah, I think that God uh, that God has a sense of humor, and I think that we see that play out through Scripture. And I think that we see it particularly play out through Jesus. I mean, the yeah. Bible is full of humor um, that yeah. we often miss. Sure. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of why we miss it, but we we often miss the humor. But it's full of it. It's th- uh, throughout it or throughout the Scriptures, and so I I think God. Likes a good laugh. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, God is funny. I think when you look at Jesus mm-hmm. and you look at like who are the people that like seem to like really like Jesus and mm-hmm. be like attached to him, they're usually kind of like the more working class or sure. the more, um, you know, for back of the world, the people society would say sinners on yeah. the outside. And I bet those people have a pretty good sense of humor. Sure. Like I think they kind of have to. Yeah. And the people, they're not the high priests. And the people who don't like Jesus are the, like the incredibly religious people mm-hmm. who seem kind of like sticks in the mud. So like also because most of Jesus's jokes are about the sticks in the mud. That's like, true. He, he, he was well, that Elisa's talked to us about, about punching up, right? Jesus punches up at the religious leaders and yeah, power doesn't usually like humor coming at them that way. All right. All right. So here's a couple examples All of right. Jesus what do we got? being sarcastic. 
Number one. Drum roll, please. All right. This one is uh, it's a little weak. I'm going to say sorry. That's all right. All right. We can start weak and we can get no. better. From Matthew chapter 12. Uh, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he became hungry? That's the sarcasm, I think, hmm. according to the author of this article. Yeah, okay. What do you think? Well, I, I think, um, yeah, it's that sarcasm of clearly Jesus knows that they've read that story. Yeah. And so he's, he's poking at the Pharisees who are supposed to be masters of the scripture, have have memorized the entire Torah. Mm. Uh, if, if that's their role, then they should, of course, know this story. And yeah. so, you know, the sarcasm is really, haven't you done this? Like, it, yeah. And maybe it's not sarcasm like we think of sarcasm, but it is definitely pointing out their yeah. flaw and trying to kind of like, I don't know, give them a rib nudge like, uh, uh, you see this? You see these guys? You see these guys don't even know that story about David and the thing he did, right? It's, yeah. You got to... You got to put it into that accent, and then you kind of get the sarcasm. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I can see. I can definitely see that. Like, it's a, little, it's a, you. I, I'm sure you haven't read this before. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But let me tell you what G, what David did. Yeah, it's like hungry. mean yeah. teenage girl sarcasm, as opposed to like <laughs> just straight up sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I like it. I think it's it's okay. You know, I think it, it does kind of take a second. I think if you're reading this, you probably wouldn't like immediately jump to like, oh. That's a good one, Jesus. Well, yeah, and I think part of that's because of how we read scripture, yeah. right? Because we typically read scripture, or we think scripture is supposed to be read with no affect, yeah, right. And so, like, I'm going to borrow your phone real quick okay. to see the the verse. Uh, whoop, and then it just scrolled. All right, so here's how we would read this in in church, right? We'd say, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat. But when the Pharisees saw, it, they said to him, "Look, your disciples do what is not lawful on the Sabbath." But he said to them, "Have you not read what David did when he became hungry?" Right, that's how we read scripture. Yeah. And what we should be reading is, look, your disciples do what's not lawful on the Sabbath. But he said to them, have you not read what David did when he became hungry? Right. We should be able to sure. add in emotion and affect when we read scripture because that's how it's supposed to be read. And yeah. it's, it's, that's how it was written. And it would have been, I don't know if implied is the right, it would have been understood in the culture of the time, but we have to add that back in because we, we've been missing it. Yeah. Great. I like it. Yeah. All right, we got, and we also have a little bit of like, a, have you ever noticed, you know, some Jerry Seinfeld kind of sure, humor in yeah. there too? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the deal with picking grain on the Sabbath? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was my best Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. That's all. That's all. That's two Seinfeld references on one podcast. Yeah, you know, we can. Let's see if we can go for a third. <laughs> the trifecta. I bet we can get. All there. right, here we go. Uh, this is from John chapter ten. Uh, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, "I showed you many good works from the Father." For which of them are you stoning me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. This yeah. one is good. I like this that's one. That's solid. Yeah. It's like, uh, why, why, you know, what are the good things that I've done? Are you stoning me for? What's yeah. the deal here? Yeah. Yeah. I, are you stoning me because I fed people? Are you stoning me because I healed people? Like, what's the, what's the thing? Yeah. I, I think that this one's, this one's pretty fun. I, I, I'm, I'm pro this, uh, this level of sarcasm here. Yeah. And this one's much more like court of law like pointing out the injustice in the system kind of sarcasm like yeah. you know this is like uh you know the the political comedian using uh using comedy to point out all the flaws and the racial injustice and everything else that's happening in the in the in the world that's what this feels like to me yeah as opposed to the mean teenage girl one that we established already yeah yeah i, I like this one i think this is pretty solid yeah pretty yeah. solid little uh I like little it. rib here all right uh here we go another one here uh this is from luke chapter 13 just at that time, some Pharisees approached, saying to him, Go away, leave here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, 
Go and tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I reach my goal. Nevertheless, I must journey on today and tomorrow for the next day, for it cannot be that a prophet would perish outside of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that they're going for the fox line here. And they're going for the last line, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they think the prophet being killed outside of Jerusalem is sarcasm? Yeah. I think that's just true. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> I think the fox line is good, though. <laughs> I mean, the fox line is a straight-up insult. Like, that's not even sarcasm. Like, oh. you know, the, the the fox, I mean, we don't necessarily think of it in this way, but the fox was not, like, the creature that you yeah. would want to compare a royal figure to. And so it was a huge insult to be yeah. saying, you call this fox, right? That's This is Jesus making political commentary. Um, not even necessarily using sarcasm, but just insulting Herod and For sure. uh, using language that would have been inap- inappropriate at the time, or at least yeah. culturally insensitive, maybe would be the way to say it. Yeah. Uh, so what are they saying is sarcastic about the last line? Because I just think that's that's like the stories that we see is like, oh yeah, prophets are killed in Jerusalem. That's what happens. Yeah, I think we we have I think we have that uh that idea of like, look, no prophet's gonna get killed outside of the city center. We gotta uh, go there. I mean, okay. like that's where everything is. So that's you know, like I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. Th- the only people that would dare kill a prophet are the most religious people. Right. You know, like that's yeah, okay. I see so, that. Yeah. So I think I think that's what what he's going for there. So right. yeah, I think this is a good one. This I'll is, give it to him. This is a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid way to like kind of like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, kind of get in there. All right. Um you know, we've got some other stuff in this article. Let me let me ask you Yeah. Um do you when you preach, do mm-hmm. you try to use humor? Yeah, for sure. Uh you know, and I you know, I often use humor that I think is funny that I discover other people don't <laughs> think is funny. <laughs> yeah. That happens from time to time. But no, I, tr- I think that uh, humor allows us to enter into um, difficult topics in a different way, right? It'll, mm-hmm. it, it allows us to lower down our defenses. It allows us to relax as an audience, allows us to kind of build trust and community, right? When you when you share the experience of laughing together, you're like, oh yeah, everybody, everybody in this room, we're all in this together, right? And yeah. it, it brings people along. So uh, yeah, I do try to use humor, but I, I try to use it I try to use it implicitly through my, not implicitly, uh, no, implicitly. Yeah. Not explicitly. I try to use it implicitly just in how I speak and how I talk and the stories that I tell, as opposed to like setting up like, okay, so here's a joke that I'm going to open my sermon with this week. And oh, I, I hear you. Then, you know, I've been, I've been working on this one on the college campuses. Let's see how it does here. Right. I try yeah. not to do that. You know, occasionally there's like an intentionally funny story. Sure. Um, but often I just try to tell, I try to tell stories and tell a uh, commentary in a way that is amusing yeah. as opposed to saying, all right, Here's my zinger for today. Yeah, I here's my book of sermon jokes that I pulled from for this week. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, whenever I preach, I definitely have a, an internal policy of no jokes, <laughs> and that it can't yeah. be funny. But like, no, yeah. like the you know, like a knock knock joke, you know, or anything like that. Right. It's like an intentional joke. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I personally do not respond well to that. I sure. don't like it. Some, but. I've heard pastors sell jokes and like the congregation like loves it. They yeah. like they're laughing and I get up there the next Sunday and I will like give a sermon and I'll say something I think is way funnier <laughs> and it like nothing. Falls like, flat. Yeah, yeah. Not, not one peep in the yeah, congregation. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what's happening? <laughs> like, yeah. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> I think a couple things that happen there and this is similar to what happens with scripture, right? We're trained to listen to a sermon in a certain way. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes when we, like when you and I tell stories and we just intend to be funny by the way in which we present the information yeah. as opposed to setting it up with a joke, people aren't necessarily trained to be, expect that to be funny. Not ready for it. They're not ready. Yeah, they're yeah. caught off guard. And so sometimes I've, I've actually been learning here at Lord of Life how to like build in kind of 
obvious indications that I'm building towards something that's going to be funny, right? As opposed to like, here comes the punchline, right? I'm not saying, but like you kind of build in the energy and the flow of it. And so yeah. people kind of like, oh, maybe something funny is going to happen here. Yeah. And they, they get that sense. I think the same thing happens with scripture too, right? Because we're trained to read scripture in a certain way of this is the holy word of God and we must approach it with appropriate uh, respect and duty yeah. and honor. And, you know, we have to, you know, everywhere we go, we have to like carry it above our head and, you know, bells and whistles and candles every time we open it. That sort of thing, right? Um, because that's how we treat scripture. We're not looking for the humor in it. And so we, we blow past stories that are really funny stories, yeah. um, in part because it's also, also a cultural difference, right? I mean, these sure. are stories that were funny in another language and in another culture. It's like trying to say liar, liar, pants on fire in Spanish. It just doesn't work because the reason liar, liar, pants on fire is funny is because it rhymes and it doesn't rhyme in Spanish. It's also really not that funny. But, uh, but I, I, mean, I, the, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. wordplay works, right, yes. in ways yeah. that it works in, in Hebrew or whatever that it wouldn't work for us in English. And so we, we miss those things. But also just because we're not trained to listen to it that way. We're trained to hear scripture differently than that. And that means we're missing a, a significant layer of what's going on there. Yeah, no, I am 100% with you. I think another way humor works for us as Christians is humor also, like, it disarms us. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when I worked at summer camp, we would do like skits and sure. before like sermons, things like that. And I would also like, let's do a funny skit. Yeah, like, let's, absolutely. Let's take this scripture and kind of like invert it in a sense and like show the opposite of it and make it a little bit more funny, a little more silly and have kids and sometimes teenagers laugh at this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can come in with something heavy afterwards when they're, they've kind of like laid down their shields in a little bit. Yeah. Like, like the, they're like, oh, that was really funny. And they're caught off guard by how serious, right. you know, sometimes things can get. And and, and I, so I think humor matters because it kind of helps disarm, um, you know, those that are kind of already a little like entering into religious space, feeling like my guard is up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when something happens that's funny or silly or weird, like that kind of lowers those natural yeah. defenses. Yeah. And so I think humor matters for how we convey the message of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. We also use that, to, you know, we use this with adults too, right? And it's yep. the same thing we've been talking about with preaching, but right, you use the humor that allows them to feel like you're connected, right? So yeah. I tell the story that's funny, that's kind of self-deprecating of my, of, I guess self-deprecating is automatically of myself. Yeah. I tell the self-deprecating story so that people can laugh because they see themselves in my experience, right? And, yeah. they, and it gives them another way to enter into that. And we're, it's suddenly not this, a guy who has a theological degree who's preaching these words from on high, but it's, oh, it's this, Pastor David's a person who has struggles and makes mistakes just like I do. I understand this, and now there's other things that I can enter into into that conversation as well. Yeah. yeah. I do try really hard not to tell fun or tell stories that I think are funny about other people. Yeah. Like, like, when, I tell, like when I tell funny stories, I try to be, not, I don't try to be the funny one, but I try to be like either it's self-deprecating or it's completely unrelated to anything that's going on. Yeah. As I opposed try- to like poking out like, oh, here's this funny thing my wife did the other day. Yeah. Amanda I, I, doesn't like that. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> I think uh, making yourself the butt uh, bunt of the joke yeah. is, is, uh, is, is helpful. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me ask you here. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yes. He's funny. Yeah. What 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 kind of a uh, you know comedian would you compare Jesus to? Mm, what kind of comedian? Would, um, you know, so he's definitely not. Uh, he's not a not a typical stand up guy. He's yep. not, or at least not like uh, the stand up that I typically think of. Sure. I, I think he's more like political commentary uh, satire. Uh, okay. You know, so like looking at the things that are happening in the world and 
using humor to poke out all the way, or poke out all the way the things that are are going on that are unjust and not aligned with what God has in store, right? So yeah. he's using humor to make a really intentional point, which I guess more and more stand-up comedians are doing now. It's kind of become a trend in stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's the wave that I see Jesus following is how do I use humor and, and satire in particular to point out the injustices that are happening around so that people can enter into a desire to change that and actually have a call to action as part of that. Okay. So I don't know who that would be like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know comedians enough, but yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know, John Stewart, sure, maybe, yeah. Stephen Colbert, yeah, those are good ones. Uh, John Oliver, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So those yeah. those kinds of humor, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm the a, new guy who's on the Daily Show, yeah, Noah, uh, ne- Trevor Noah, Trevor yeah. Noah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think I, I could see that. You know, I think Jesus is going to be kind of that kind of humor. Yeah, that if he is going after somebody he's going after those that have power in this world yeah. yep. that he's going after those that um that are using and are using their power for ill-gotten gains or for exploitative pro- uh purposes i think that's how he would use humor yeah is to go after those kinds of people mm-hmm. he's not uh and i think we've talked about this before but he's not punching down like right. he's certainly not uh making fun of those that are already on the fringes right you know? yeah, yeah so now whether that's whatever political party of your choice, whatever. But yeah. I, th- I think Jesus is going after those that are in power. Yeah. You know, that are, that have the means to create real change yeah. and, and yet are, not. Yeah. are creating change that suits themselves and not sure. others. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And to be clear, Jesus is not the only one in the Bible who's using, you know, humor and using uh, sarcasm, right? I mean, throughout the Old Testament, there are stories that are hilarious if yeah. you take the time to understand the cultural context that's happening sure uh like a, a gideon is a great story uh where you know first gideon is like supposed to be given a sign and so gideon's like okay well take this lamb's wool and make it dry and all the ground around it wet and then i'll believe you and god's like okay and god does that and gideon wakes up okay okay god like this time do it again but do the opposite like make the wool wet and make all the ground dry and god's like okay like and so when you read the story outside of that like oh this is sacred thing uh-huh. like, and if you just enter into the like story like yeah this is humorous this is somebody challenging god not really wanting to go along with the sign that they agree like he's gideon said if you give me a sign and then god gave him the sign Gideon's like oh, i'm really looking for a way to get out of this so i'm gonna make you do it again like it's, these are funny stories that allow us to feel like gideon is a person just like us who you know got the sign and then still was kind of apprehensive about having to go through it and sure. there are stories like that all throughout the old testament as well there you go yeah um, look for the humor. Look for the humor. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, lastly, I think humor helps us, helps us like bear the weight of a mm. heavy world. Yeah. And I think that that is why I think we can approach God with a little bit of a playfulness and humor because the world is really hard and really yeah. heavy yeah. and laughter helps us bear that weight, uh, mm-hmm. in, in a way that, um, that just kind of stoicness cannot, yeah. um, that, that for whatever reason that helps, um, Helps us soldier on in a sense when life is really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a, a little bit of a shorter podcast this week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's summertime. It's summertime. We're, we've got a lot going on. Uh, prepping for vacation Bible school, sure. for a mission trip. Yeah. For lots of good stuff. All the stuff coming up for us over the next couple of weeks at church. Um, and I'm prepping for a new baby. So I mean, sure. we got a lot of prep. It's a, it's a prep summer. Yeah. Prepper, 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 I can't say it. <laughs> I'm good. You're good. Going. You yeah. want to try again? Nope, you want to get another stab at it? Nope. We'll give you one more chance. I'm good. All right. I'm done. You want me to edit you saying it correctly in? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Just leave it. That's good. 
All right, hey, if you liked this episode <laughs> or any of the Beyond Sunday material, be sure to look us up at beyondsundaypodcast.com uh, and send us your thoughts on stories that you've always found humorous from the Bible. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about that. And you can send those to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. And summertime, as you're preparing for all the things, is a great time to share Beyond Sunday with a friend or neighbor or turn it on while you're at the pool so that all your friends can listen to it along with you. Don't turn it on the pool. Nobody wants that. If it's your own private pool. Yeah, if it's your pool, you can do that. At a public pool. Yeah, to blast it over the speakers at a public pool. Do that. Oh, would be want. great. That's rude. Yeah. Whether or not it's rude, let, let them hear the dulcet tones of Beyond Sunday. Let, blast this part over the pool. Right here. I was saying you shouldn't do it while you're doing it. It'd <laughs> be super meta. Yes. That'd be artistic. You could probably get into an art museum doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'll throw cake at you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.